Open to the kindness and mercy of God. God, break off the spirit of dullness in this place tonight. Release a spirit of fascination. I speak to hearts tonight. Awake! Han såg ut som salt duksten. 
blinding light, and burning red, or blood speaks of the holiness of God, the God who dwells in unapproachable light, the God whom we cannot look upon but by the blood of Jesus. It speaks of the burning heart of his compassion. The sardius stone is a deep red. So there's bright white and there's deep red. So The God above all is the God of deep compassion. But it speaks of something else. That throne is on fire. It's the fire of his jealous love. And it says there's that fire flows like a river from the throne. Through that sea of glass. Revelation 15 says it's on the sea of glass that the saints get to stand. The sea of glass that is mingled with the fire that flows from the throne. My beloved, we become burning bushes in place. We become those by the blood of Jesus who can live in the burning fire of God. Now, I don't want you to picture these as little two-inch flames. It says the sea is mingled with fire. It says it's the very flame of God. It's the flame that consumes but doesn't burn up. Think 15, 20, 30 feet high flames. Flames that consume a man in an instant. And as we stand on that sea, and we gaze upon the throne, he says, I want to consume you with my love. I want to consume you with my love. I want to fascinate you with my beauty. I want you to experience my glory. But I want to consume you with my love. That's where we are right now. That's where we are. In our weakness, he's raised us up. He's given us access to the throne. Beloved, in the midst of the throne, says there's 24 thrones. And there are elders who sit on the thrones. Those are not angels. What those elders are represents redeemed humanity. It says they're clothed in white robes. They're seated on the throne. 
De är satt på tron. And they're crowned with glory. Och de är kronade med härlighet. They're crowned with authority. De är kronade med autoritet. You see, when we come into that throne, du ser, när vi kommer in i det tronrommet, he says, I don't want you just standing like a servant. Så säger han, jag vill att du ska stå där som en tjänare. I've given you my righteousness. I've clothed you with my white garment of righteousness. I've called you into my presence as a priest. You are pure. But you're not just there as a priest. I've enthroned you as a king. I have given you a position of leadership in my kingdom. I have raised you up to reign with me. And he says, I have crowned you with my authority. I have given you a crown of authority. That when you speak to me, I move at the sound of your voice. Beloved, this for the believer is home. This is the place from where he wants you to live. Just gaze upon that throne. Oh God, the fire will kill me. Oh God, ilden will drop on me. Says there's a rainbow around the throne. And there's still a rainbow around the throne. A rainbow like an emerald. A rainbow like an emerald. Edelstein. A green rainbow. A green rainbow. The rainbow is the covenant mercy of God. Rainbowen is You're standing before a throne that is covered in mercy. And the green that covers the rainbow tells us his mercy is new every morning. Fresh and new and green. We get to approach the throne and we find mercy in that. Vi kom med fortona och vi finner nåde på det stället. We come and all the angels are standing at a distance. Vi kom med och alla änglarna står på avstånd. And we get to embrace the one on the throne. Och vi får omfamna han som är på tronen. And we get to call it home. Och vi får kalla det hemma. And we get to sit on those thrones. Och vi får sitta på de tronerna. And we get to gaze on him night and day and day and vi får beundran dag och natt i all evighet enthroned kona robed och iklad kappa crowned kona what is man that you have a mindful of him kaj är människa ser du har han i sinne the son of man that you care for him en människa barn att du bryr dig om han you made us lower than the angels du har lagt Gjort oss lavere enn englene. But you've crowned us with glory and honor. And you have crowned us with ære og herlighet. Beloved, you were created to not only be higher than the angels, to judge the angels one day. Elskede, dere er skapt ikke bare til å være høyere enn englene og dømme deg. Do you know who you are? Vet du hvem du er? Do you know who he is? 
Vet du kan ha med? Do you know what you have been called to? Vet du vad du är kallad till? Come Holy Spirit. Kom Helgon. Mm. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Cause us to see who you are. Cause us to feel your affection towards us. We are the bride of Christ. We are the sons of the living God. This is our home. This is where we belong. Awaken our hearts. Awaken our hearts tonight. Beloved, we get to gaze on his beauty night and day and day and night if we choose. What are we gazing on in our lives? You will become what you gaze upon. Du blir det du satte blicken ditt på. We will become what we meditate upon. Vi blir det vi mediterar på. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Som en man tänker i sitt hjärta, slik är han. Deliver us from a dull spirit. Fri oss från slöv Awaken us to fascination of beauty. Väck oss till fascination av din Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Awaken us to your beauty. Wake us up to the shine. Church is living bored and unfascinated 
och älskar dig. De flesta i menigheten lever tjänlig och inte i fascination av Gud. Because we're putting our eyes in the wrong place. För vi ser på de gale tingena. We're opening our ears to the wrong things. Och vi öppnar öronen för de gale tingena. And what is coming out of our mouth, we are hearing with our ears and believing with our hearts. Och det som kommer ut av vår mun, det hör vi med öronen våra och tror med hjärtan våra. And there is a battle for the senses of a generation. Och det är en kamp av en generations sina sanser. God created the human heart to be fascinated with Him and Him alone. Gud skapte mänskligheten för att vara fascinerad över Han och Han alene. That's what I want to talk about a little bit tonight. Och det är det vi snakkar om lite grann. Because at the heart of enjoyable prayer, för mitt i tillfredsställande bön, is the issue of fascination. Är det ett tema av fascination? We will do what we love. Vi vill göra det vi älskar. We will do what we enjoy. Vi vill göra det vi syns det artig. The reason why we don't pray is because we don't enjoy being with God. Grunnen till att vi inte ber är att vi inte nyter och vara med Gud. Because what is prayer but talking to God? För vad är bön annan och snakka med Gud? Beloved, we spend hours watching TV. Kära, vi brukar timevis på TV. We spend hours talking to friends. Vi brukar timevis på att snakka med vänner. But why do we spend hours talking to God? Men hur får vi tjäna i att snakka med Gud? And we have to be honest because we don't enjoy talking to an unseen God. Och vi måste vara ärliga, det är för att vi inte nyter att snakka till because you need to say because we have all kind of wrong ideas about who he is. But if we are always lost God and talk to him on it. Beloved, we sang this glorious chorus tonight. We sang down the dundalia kulegan. There was something about Jesus and your beauty and your glory. There was no Jesus or Hans Schönet or Hallier. I was just be I could have sung that all night. I could not sing it every night. My German and English came in handy. Men tysk och engelsk kom in nytta på mig. I was like, oh, you're beautiful, you're glorious. I love this. I can understand this Norwegian. It's beautiful. Jag sa, oh, du är fantastisk och du är härlig. Jag älskar det. Jag förstår hur han är norskan. But if we're honest, we don't know much beyond those words. Men om vi är ärliga så vet vi inte så mycket utöver de ordna. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, du är skön. And then we kind of run out of words. Or so go we don't fool. Because we've not broken it down. What do we mean is beautiful? For if you hunch yourself for a common of the ashen. What do we mean? He's glorious. Our hearts move when we speak those words. But what does it actually look like? Because the way we live tells us that we other things more beautiful. For more we live for, that will tell us that we find other things more beautiful. Because what we value, we spend time with. For that we value, we spend time with. What fascinates us, we spend time with. That's what fascinates us, we spend time with. Beloved, if we truly believe He is the most beautiful one, Charla, and we really truly believe He is the most beautiful one, they should be tearing us out of this. 
De så på det faktum at de var sammen, de var kontinuerlig, og de var uttålende. And we looked at the reality that even though their prayers were weak, they were effective. Because though we were created to govern as kings, it was out of our identity as priests that God releases his power. A priest simply does this. En prest, han gjør enkelt dette. He stands before God and ministers to him. Han står foran Gud og betjener ham. And worships him. Tilbør ham. And tells him. Fortell ham. What he tells the priest to tell God. Det han forteller presten og forteller til Gud. The essence of prayer is this. Essensen i bønn er dette. We tell God what he tells us to tell him. Vi sier til Gud det han sier til oss at vi skal si til ham. The essence of worship is this. Essensen i tilbedelse er dette. We agree with who God reveals himself to be. Vi er enige med hvem Gud oppenbarer at han er. It's the most mysterious thing. Det er det mest mystiske. But it's the most majestic privilege. Men det er et majestetisk privilegium. That God would move at the sound of our voice. At Gud rører seg. That we could govern the universe through prayer. But it shouldn't be surprising to us. Because God created us to govern the earth. Out of relationship with himself. And so when that relationship was breached, the government of the earth became corrupted. Og så når den relasjonen ble brutt, så ble styret over jorda korrupt. And this parable that Jesus told, og denne lignelsen Jesus fortalte, he told it in response to a question. Han fortalte den som svar på et spørsmål. And the question was in Luke chapter 17 verse 20. Og spørsmålet var i Lukas 17, 20. And it's the question that was on everybody's lips when Jesus came in the first century. Og det var det spørsmålet alle hadde når Jesus kom i det første århundret. And it's the question that is on the lips of much of the body of Christ today. Og det er spørsmålet mange i menigheten stiller seg i dag. When's the kingdom going to come? Hvor tid kommer Guds rike? How do we see more of the kingdom? Hvordan ser vi mer av rike? When's it going to break in? Hvor tid bryter det inn? We talk about it like this in the charismatic world. Vi snakker om det slik i den karismatiske verden. Revival's coming. Vekkelsen kommer. When's revival coming? When's the breakthrough coming? And it's the question we ask. When is it coming? And people go from conference to conference to conference to find out when the prophetic word is going to be released that tells us when the kingdom is going to come. And Jesus answers the Pharisees in an interesting way. Now it wasn't just the Pharisees who were asking this question. It was the disciples as well. They were asking it more than the Pharisees. Every time they went to Jerusalem. Is the kingdom coming now? Is the kingdom going to appear now, Jesus? Jesus? And Jesus answers the Pharisees' question and he says this. Og Jesus svarer for å se av den og si. And this is my summary. Og dette er oppsummeringen. The 
kingdom of God doesn't look exactly like you think it looks. Det Guds rike det ser inte akkurat ut som så dock tänker. The kingdom of God is a much bigger concept than we even realize. Guds rike är ett mycket större koncept än vi inser. It has extra it has external political aspects to it. Den har yttre politiska aspekter. It has internal spiritual aspects to it. Den indre andliga aspekter. The Pharisees just wanted the external political aspects. Så det ser man vill bara ha de yttre politiska aspekterna. They said Jesus you're going to come and beat up the Romans. Och de sa Jesus du ska komma och banka upp romarna. Are you going to raise up the kingdom from Jerusalem again? Och du ska reisa upp riket på Jerusalem igen. And that's another sermon for another time. Och det är en annan tal en annan gång. But Jesus never denied that he would do that. Men Jesus han förnekte aldrig att han ville göra det. But he said if you don't have the rule of my kingdom within you and also om inte du har Guds rike inni dig inni you won't qualify to be part of my kingdom when I come and rule on the earth så vill inte du vara kvalificerad för att vara del av mitt rike när jag kommer för att regera på jorden I need to rule over your hearts before I can rule over your land jag måste regera över ditt hjärta för jag kan regera över ditt område ditt land and again that's another sermon for another time och igen den andra talen andra gång but I love to talk about God's purpose for Israel men jag älskar att snacka om Guds hansikt med Israel. But the bottom line is this: they they were looking for something, and God said, Jesus said, it's not all that you think it is. Men huvudpoängen är att de såg inte något, men Jesus sa det inte helt som så de tror det. But then he turns to the disciples. Men så vänder han sig till disciplarna. And he changes the question. Och så ändrar han frågan. He doesn't answer the question when's the kingdom going to come. Han svarar inte på hur tid riket kommer. He answers a different question. Han svarar på ett annat spörsmål. How's the kingdom going to come? Kolas kommer rike. How's it going to come? Kolas kommer. And he says, it's going to come when I have a people who pray night and day. Och han säger, det kommer att komma när jag har ett folk som ber dag och natt. When I have a people who give me no rest until Jerusalem blazes. När jag har ett folk som inte ger mig något kvile för Jerusalem skinner. That's the that's what Isaiah 62 says. Det är Isaiah 62 säger. There are going to be watchmen night and day petitioning God for the release of his kingdom and fullness on the earth. Det kommer att vara vaktare som är dag och natt som kommer för Gud inte hans rike kommer i fullhet på jorden. And Jesus says two things in Luke 18. Jesus säger två ting. He tells them how the kingdom is going to come and he tells them what the kingdom is going to do. Han fortalar dig hur det rike ska komma och hur det ska göra. He says the kingdom is coming to bring justice to the earth. Han säger rike kommer för att bringa rättfärdighet på jorden. And I could go into all kinds of definitions of justice, but I want to mention just one simple definition of justice. Jag kan definiera rättfärdighet på många måter, men jag ska ta en enkel. Justice is when wrong things are made right. Rättfärdighet är när gåda ting blir gjort rätt. When justice comes to a broken family, the broken family is restored. No, that family had come at a knust family, so they are unified. When justice comes to somebody who's dying, no, that family had come at a no one's door. That sickness is healed, so they are shut up and left. When justice comes to a city that is covered in darkness, no, that family had come at a city that is covered in darkness. The wrong thing is made right and light, and the glory of God. Så blir de gale tingene gjort rett, og Guds lys og herlighet kommer. Mange har gale tanker om hva rettferdighet er. Mange har gale tanker om hva rettferdighet er. 
många oformade guden av kärlighet man flyr från guden av rättfärdighet. I want to tell you this. Jag vill fortälla dig. You love the God of judgment. Du älskar den Gud som dömer. Because when God judges cancer, that person gets healed. When God judges unbelief, hearts are weakened to the gospel. När Gud lägger vantro så blir hjärtan väckt. When God judges the nations of the earth, the nations of the earth will worship Jesus. När Gud dömer nationerna på jorden så vill de tillbe Jesus. You see, the judge comes to destroy. Domman kommer att ödelägga, kommer att ödelägga. First John three eight. Första Johannes tre åtta. Jesus says. Jesus säger. Or John says. Johannes säger. For this reason, the Son of God was revealed. För den här efter blev Guds son uppenbart. What to save? För att frälsa. Yes. Ja. But he says to destroy the works of the evil. För att ödelägga den ondes gärningar. How many of you want the God of justice to be revealed? There is a longing in our heart for wrong things to be made right. You see, we see we think we don't like the judge, but we like the bridegroom. But don't talk to me about the judge of the earth, talk to me about the bridegroom. Jesus, Jesus the bridegroom. Beloved. If we examine our hearts, we are more offended with the bridegroom than we are with the judge. If you think what it means that Jesus is your bridegroom, you'll understand this. When you marry a bridegroom, he wants everything. He wants everything. You don't get to give him 98% of your life. You don't get to give him 98% of your thought life and keep 2% for yourself. When I got married, I did not get to give my wife 364 days a year. And on the 365th day, say, I'm going to go with another woman. And then say to my wife, I'm with you 364 days ago. Jesus, as the bridegroom, demands our allegiance absolutely and utterly. And if you look at your life right now in light of that, and you self-believe it, it is a that probably offends you a little bit. So can I allow the stupidity? He wants your time. Han vill ha tid av dig. He doesn't want ten percent of your money. He wants all your money. Han vill inte ha tid på sånt av pengar. Han vill ha allt. He doesn't want two hours a day. Han vill inte ha två timmar om dagen. He wants twenty-four hours a day. Han vill ha tjugofyra timmar. He doesn't want that part of your thought life when you're reading the Bible. Han vill inte ha bara en del av tankelivet när du läser Bibeln. He wants your thought life when you're watching television. He doesn't want your speech when you're singing praises. He wants your speech when you're talking to your spouse. When you're talking to your children. That's painful. 
Det blir smart det. But we want Jesus to judge. Men vi vill ha Jesus domare. I want him to make wrong things right. Vi vill att han ska göra gale ting rätt. I'm just putting the judge in perspective. Jag satte bara domaren in i perspektivet. But the glorious thing about this passage. Men det vidunderliga med den avsnittet is that Jesus promises speedy justice. Ja, Jesus lovar rask rättfärdighet. Pharisees say when's the kingdom coming? Pharisäerna säger när kommer riket? Jesus says it's going to come quickly. Jesus säger det kommer raskt. But then he says but there's going to be a delay. Men så säger han det kommer att vara en försinkelse. From God's perspective it's coming quickly. Från Guds perspektiv kommer raskt. From our perspective it's going to take some time. Från vårt perspektiv tar det en tid. But then he says, how is it going to come? And so say, call us come He says, God will avenge his elect or bring justice to his elect. Who cry out day and night. He says, the kingdom is going to break in as my people talk to me. Because my government breaks in as there is agreement between the priests on the earth and the great high priest in heaven. For the God's regering breaks in when the unity between priests on the earth and the great high priest in heaven. And this is the principle that we looked at this morning. Or that the principle we saw before dog daily. The problem is, problem is, we like the disciples. We are some disciples. Teach us to pray more. Love us to be here. Why? Go for. Because we don't like prayer. We've been disappointed in prayer. We've got bored in prayer. We've been discouraged in prayer. We haven't seen the answers we thought were coming. And we view prayer as a transaction and the transaction was not answered the way we thought. So there seems to be a problem. Så det ser ut att vara ett problem. Because Jesus says my church will be a praying church. För Jesus säger menigheten ska vara en bärande menighet. And the praying church will be in every tribe, tongue, and nation. Och det ska vara i kvar stamme, nation. And and the final picture of the church in the book of Revelation is a bride in the place of prayer, saying, "Come, Lord Jesus." Och det andliga bilden av menigheten i uppenbarelsen är en brud som säger, "Kom, Herr Jesus." We go. Oh, he's going to have a praying church. We say, Oh, he's going to be on a menyet. And the kingdom's going to break in. Oh, rike is going to come. God, prayer's so boring. Oh, then it's so terrible. How do I deal with the delay? How's the hunter's consequence? See, Jesus spoke this parable. Jesus told the lingnessen because he said, I don't want you to give up. For he said, You did not just go give up. This parable presupposes a delay in the answer. Denne lignelsen, den antar at det blir et forsinkelse i svaret. Jesus is going, there's going to be a delay between you asking and me answering. Jesus sier at det kommer til å være en forsinkelse når du ber og jeg svarer. And I don't want you to give up. Men jeg vil ikke at du skal gi opp. You see, Jesus knew about the delay. Du ser, Jesus han visste om den forsinkelsen. He knew we would be tempted to give up at times. Han visste vi ville bli fristet til å gi opp. But he says, if you don't quit, the kingdom will come this way. So will God's kingdom come as like? Oh God, help! Oh God, help! How's this going to work? 
God put a delay in there. Now what we'll see as we move on through the passages I'm going to look at. Det vi vil se når vi fortsetter gjennom avsnitten av de ser på her. The delay is strategic. Denne forsinkelsen er strategisk. Jesus put the delay in our prayer in there on purpose. Jesus han har lagt en forsinkelse der med hensikt. Because if our prayers were answered without delay. For hvis våre bønner ble svart uten forsinkelse. We'd take the answer and run away. Så ville vi tatt svaret og sprunget. Jesus put the delay in there. Jesus har lagt forsinkelsen der. Because he wants us to fall in love with something greater than the answer to our prayers. Fordi han vil at vi skal fylle av kjærlighet til noe som er mye større enn svar på vår bønn. Beloved, he wants to release healing. Elskede, han vil gi oss sin endredelse. But he doesn't want us fascinated with healing. Men han vil ikke at vi skal være fascinert av endredelse. He wants us to release salvation to our loved ones. Han vil at vi skal få løse frelse til våre kjære. But he doesn't want us to be fascinated by the salvation of our loved ones. He, he wants to anoint us with power. But he doesn't want our heart to be fascinated with his power. As it manifests in our lives. He wants to bring revival. But you can make a God out of revival. Men du kan lage en Gud av vekkelsen. He wants us to be fascinated with him. Han vil at vi skal være fascinerte av han og bare han. He doesn't want us fascinated with his stuff, but with him. Han vil ikke at vi skal være fascinerte av greiene, men av han. You see my kids, I got four kids back in Kansas City. Jeg har fire barn i Kansas City. And I'm away this trip for quite a long time. Og jeg er lenge vekke på denne turen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I know they will expect something when I come back. They'll be expecting gifts. But you know what? I don't give them the gifts straight away. Because I want to find out how much they've missed me. And I want to hug them and kiss them and wrestle with them. Because to me, the relationship is infinitely more valuable than the gifts I give them. Fordi relasjonen er mye viktigere for meg uendelig, mye viktigere enn gavene jeg gir dem. And the gifts are an expression of my generosity, so they'll fall in love with me. Og gavene er et uttrykk for min generositet, så de vil elske meg. And often we interpret prayer as this is the place where we're doing a business deal with God. Men ofte så tolker vi bønn som en plass der vi gjør en forretning med Gud. God says, no, the reason I govern through prayer. Men Gud sier nei, grunn til at jeg vil at du skal be. It's because I love you and I want you to love me the way I love you. Ja, fordi jeg elsker deg og vil at du skal elske meg slik jeg elsker deg. Remember Abraham? The friend of God. Guds vann. I mean, who else would you expect God to answer quickly than a friend? And years later, Abraham's gone, God, none of the promises have come true yet. You promised me a son. We've been talking for ages about all kinds of stuff. Og vi har snakket i årevis om alle slags ting. Jeg har bedt deg om en sønn. Abraham, 
God says. Abraham. Oh, Lord, see good. Abraham. Oh, Lord. Don't you get it? For store richer. Twenty-four-seven prayer. That's a bit extreme, isn't it? 
My friend Alan says it this way. Min van Alan sier det slik. He says 24/7 isn't a requirement. Han sier 24/7 ikke et krav. It's our constraint. Det er vår begrensning. Because there aren't 25 hours in the day. Men det er jo ikke 25 timer i døgnet. And there aren't eight days in the week. Og det er jo heller ikke åtte dager i veken. If we could spend that long with God, we would. Om vi kunne brukt så lang tid med Gud, så ville vi gjort det. Because He is that beautiful. Fordi Han er så vakker. And He is that fascinating. Han er så fascinerende. And He is that enjoyable. Han er så fornøyelig. You see, joyful prayer is not about a style of music. Gledesbønn ikke er noe musikstil. It's about a joyful God. Men det handler om en... Gud. And when we encounter the joyful and the beautiful God, og når vi møter den glædesfulde og vakre Gud, you can't get us out of that prayer. Så får du oss ikke ut av det her bønnet. In heaven, i himmelen, is the pattern of what God wants on earth. Så finner vi mønster av det Gud vil ha på jorden. Day and night, dag og natt, ministry to God. Day and night, dag og natt, agreement with God. Agreement with God in worship. Agreeing with who He is. Agreeing with who we are to Him. And in intercession, agreeing with what He wants to do on the earth. And He says, this is the model of how my government works in heaven. En modell av hvordan mitt styre er i himmelen. There are four living creatures, it says, around the throne of God. Det er fire livsvesener rundt Guds trone. And all that they do, og alt det er, is agree with God. Er å være enig med Gud. And in these living creatures, God, og i disse livsvesener, gives us a picture, så gir Gud oss et bilde, of how night and day prayer is possible. Og hvordan dag og natten er mulig. They have not stopped worshiping since God created them. They are just stunned at the fact that they are God's children. I used to read that passage in Revelation 4 and think that must be so boring. I used to read that passage in Revelation 4 and think that must be so boring. Anyone else thought that? Or no one else thought that? That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be kind of boring. Is that the rest of the poem? So we're going to change that. They don't even sing the second line of the song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Let me tell you what's going on in heaven. Let me tell you why they never stopped. Because they're covered with eyes. It says they have eyes on the outside. They have eyes on the they have eyes in the front and they have eyes in the back. And God, in eternity past, at some point, created them to show us how worship works. And I picture it like this. He creates them. I don't know how big the living creatures are. I'm guessing they are massive. I mean, you know, you've got you've got angels whose heads are in the clouds in the book of Revelation. 
i uppenbarligen det som om änglar som har hodet upp i skyerna. I mean, these living creatures for eternity past have not stopped saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Disse levande väsena har inte på evighetens fort i stopp och säger hellig, hellig är Herren Gud och han mäktig. Isaiah 6 says they have six wings. Isaiah 6 säger de har sex vingar. Eyes all over the wings. Och öjna överallt på vingarna. Of any creature in the universe they have a perfect view of God. Av ett kvart väsen i universet så är det de som har ett perfekt syn till Gud. And I picture God creating them with their eyes closed. Och jag ser för mig att Gud skapade dem med ögonen lukkade. Thousands, maybe millions of eyes. Tusenvis, kanske miljoner av ögonen. There they are, all around the throne of four of them. Och så är de där runt tronen. And however God breathes life into the angels, he breathes life into these living creatures. Och när Gud blåser liv in i änglarna så blåser han liv in i dessa livsväsnar. And for the first time in history, all of those eyes open up the glory and the beauty and the majesty of God. Och för första gången i historien så öppnar alla dessa änglar sig och ser Guds härlighet och majestät och vårt skönhet. And they start to tremble. Och de börjar att skälva. They are holy! We say, Holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. Who was, and is, and is to come. The word holy means there's no one like you. You are above all others. Who can compare with you? Absolutely stunned with the beauty of God. De är helt överjakt av Guds skönhet. And the Father looks at the Son. Och Fadern ser på Sonen. Says, Son, watch what happens next. Och så säger Sonen, vad ska ske nu? And they they have to close their eyes. Och de har mål lukta ögonen. And turn away. Och vänta så där. The Father says, watch what happens now, Son. Look where I put eyes. And they turn away because the revelation is too great. They can't contain it. And as they do, the eyes on their back open. Oh! Holy! Holy! Holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they turn away. And the eyes on the front hit the glory of God and they get a fresh revelation of his glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they turn around and they see it. Unbeloved, the glory and the beauty of God is so great. They haven't got past the first line yet. But the Beloved, worship is the response to the revelation of God. Prayer is the response to the revelation of what God is like and what He wants to do. I want to release healing, the Lord says. Greater works than these. Oh, do it, God. When you get gripped with the vision that His word is true. 
när du blev grepp av hans vision att hans ord är sanningen you give him no rest så kan du ge han vila when you get grip with the vision of who he is när du ser och blir grepp av vem han är worship is not something forced så är det till berättelsen när du tvingar dig till Worship is an automatic response. Then automatic response to seeing the beauty and the glory of God. Till att du ser Guds skönhet och härlighet. Beloved, when I saw my wife for the first time. Dock i kärlen och så kunde för första gången. She was leading worship in the prayer room in Kansas City. Hon ledde tillbedjan i bönorum i Kansas. When you see someone like that, när du ser någon slik, you'll do what I did. Så vill du göra som mig? I'm in prayer. Jag är bön. But I can't keep my eyes on them. Men jag kan inte hålla ögonen räcker på dem. Tell all you want. Nej, jag kommer säkert vad du vill. But I tell you, that is how beautiful God is. Men jag ska säga dig, det är så skönt som Gud är. That's how beautiful that throne is. Det är så skönt som Gud är. That's the power of night. Det är kraften i dag och natten. Se, King David saw the beauty of God in a little bit. In a little way. Kong David såg Guds skönhet bara på en liten måte. He was king of Israel. Han var Israels konge. But in Psalm 27, men i Salme 27, he doesn't say one thing that I desire to rule over the nation. Så säger han, det är inte det att jag önskar regera över nationerna. He said, oh, one thing I desire. Men det jag önskar to gaze upon the beauty of God. But beloved, we don't know who he is. And so we don't sing the songs of his beauty the way we should. We don't know what he wants to do. And so we don't agree with him with his promises on the earth as it is in heaven. Och så är vi inte enig med honom i hans löfter för att ta ner det samma på jorden som i himlen. I Isaiah chapter 40. Jesaja 40. The cry of the prophet. Ropet till profeten. We know the one cry, prepare the way of the Lord. Vi vet en rop, förbered Herrens väg. But the cry is this in Isaiah 40. Men ropet är det i Jesaja 40. The prophet asks, what should I cry? Profeten säger, vad ska jag ropa efter? And he's told. Och så har han sagt, get up in the hills. Gå upp på höjden. And say, behold your God. Och säg, du är i sannhet Gud. Look at who he is. Se på Gud. Gaze upon his beauty. Stil in i hans könne. Meditate on his power. Grunna på hans kraft. Consider his glory. Betrakt hans härlighet. You see, the most neglected subject today in the kingdom of God, the most neglected ämne i Guds rike idag är, is the subject of God Himself. Ämnen om Gud själv. The songs of beautiful holiness, sångarna om vacker härlighet, can only be sung if there is a revelation of the beautiful holiness of God. Prayer is only enjoyable if we find God enjoyable. And as long as we have wrong views of God, prayer will not be enjoyable. 
So the majority of believers think God is either mostly angry or mostly disappointed with them. De fleste troende tror at Gud enten er sint eller skuffet på dem. Rather than the truth that he's the king of the universe. Heller enn sannheten at han er universets konge. But as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so he rejoices over you. Men som en bridegroom gleder seg over en brud, så gleder han seg over deg. That he's a tender father who says, climb up upon my lap and experience my heart. Han er en øm far som sier, kryp opp og fange mitt og ha far mitt hjerte. I mean the father heart of God. Guds fars hjerte. In the context of the revelation of his power. I sammenhengen av oppenbaringen av hans kraft. Jesus didn't just say pray our father. Jesus sa ikke bare at vi skulle be vår far. He says pray our father in heaven. Han sa vår far i himmelen. Fill your mind with the power and glory and majesty of that throne room scene. Fyll sinnet ditt med kraften og herligheten og majesteten i det tronrommet du ser. Og så vil du ha en tendens til å bøye deg ned i ærefrykt. Og så sier Jesus, men du kan kalle ham pappa. Du kan kalle ham pappa. Du kan komme nærmere enn livsvesenet. Experience who he is and experience how he feels about you. Beloved prayer becomes a different concept. Beloved, the reward is not the answer. The reward is him. And in that context he says, I don't know what I mean. I don't know what I mean. Let's have fun. Let's have a good day. Ask me for nations. Ask me for healing. Ask me for salvation. Beloved, the majority of the church, when it comes to prayer, has a Mordecai syndrome. Beloved, the reason God draws us into his inner court. It's not simply to enjoy his presence. But it's to reign with him by asking for things. I want to finish with a story of a little girl in the Bible who illustrates this sort of jeg skal avslutte med en historie fra Bibelen om en liten jente som illustrerer dette her så grunnleggende. Jeg tror vi har separert to ting for altfor lenge. Vi har separert det å nyte intimitet i hans nærvær fra det å be han om rettferdighet. Vi The power of us having access to his heart is that we can govern with him over the nations. But many of us are enjoying the presence of the palace. And Mordecai is on the outside saying, there's a need, there's a crisis. 
crisis. And the world is on the outside of the king's chamber going, who is going to do anything about the wrong things in the world? You've all heard it from your unbelieving friends. If God's a God of love, why doesn't he do something about the suffering? And they don't have access to the king. But you do. You see, God in this parable is not portrayed as an unjust judge. In Luke 18, Jesus talks about an unjust judge and a persistent widow. And Jesus says, if the unjust judge gives justice to the widow, and I believe he's talking about the genuineness or even the falseness of man's humanity to man. Let me explain it different. The governments of the earth answer the cry of the poor. Even if it's just to get them off their back. In the parable it says the unjust judge was so annoyed by this widow. That he said, I'll sort her problem out just to get her away from me. And Jesus said, if that's how the world treats the world, when the world keeps asking, how much more will God answer his own beloved ones who ask him? Even though there's a delay, answer But the power of them keeping asking is to know their belovedness to the King. The power of enjoyable prayer is to know that he is beautiful and he enjoys us in his presence. There's a crisis of injustice on the earth. There's a crisis of darkness on the earth. And there was a crisis in the day of Queen Esther. And Mordecai came to Esther and said, Esther, you have access to the king for such a time as this. Her problem was this. She didn't think the king wanted to see her. He hasn't asked for me for 30 days. If I go before him, I might die. If you read the early part of that story, the king was 
Det 
goes, come again tomorrow, mate. Let's do it again. Oh, see, come here anymore, Carl. I really want to be sure that you like me. I will really be sure that you like me. She does it again. Esther would have wept. And you're again, Esther, in the home. Beloved, the Lord is on one knee with his bride. Elskere, herren er på høyt ned mot sin brud. Sex, sex. Så jeg setter meg som et seil på ditt hjerte. Jeg vil ha deg. Jeg vil ha deg. Og i det stedet med tillit på hans kjærlighet. The king says to Esther. Så sier kongen til Esther. Tell me what you want. Fortell meg hva du vil ha. She says, that man here. Hun sier, han er Haman. He's going to kill my people. Han skal drepe min folk. så forløse kongen rettferdigheten. She was called for such a time as this. Hun ble kalt for en sånn tid som dette. But if she had not had confidence to enter his presence. Men hun ikke hadde hatt tillit til å gå inn i hans navne. If she was not filled with the revelation of who he was. Hun ikke hadde vært fylt av oppenbaringen om hvem han er. And who she was to him. Og hvem hun er for ham. She would never have drawn near The Lord is wanting to release the revelation of who He is. Of who we are to Him. Of can we hear for Him, so that we'll draw near, so that we pray near, so that we'll ask, so that we spill. But in the process, but in the process, His presence is our reward. So that His name will be known. Let's stand together. The Lord wants to release a revelation of His delight in us. Isaiah 40 says, The singers are going to sing a new song. That is fueled by the preaching of the knowledge of God. Kunnskapen om Gud. If we don't know who he is, we won't agree with him in worship. Hvis ikke vi vet hvem han er, så vil ikke vi være enige med han i tilbedelse. If the preachers don't preach on the knowledge of God. De som taler ikke taler om kunnskapen om Gud. The singers won't sing of the beauty of God. Så vil ikke sangerne synge om Guds skjønnhet. And the earth won't be filled with the glory of God. Og jorda vil ikke bli fylt av Guds herlighet. And I felt tonight the Lord wants to anoint. Og jeg følte at nå i kveld vil Herren salve. Those who would study and be called to study and preach on the knowledge of God. De som vil granske og er kalt til å tale om kunnskapen om Gud. And those like David appointed who are called to sing the songs of beautiful holiness. Og de som... Akkurat som David er kalt å synge om Guds vakre hellighet. Because Isaiah 42 says, when the singers sing the songs of holiness. For Isaiah 42 sier at når sangerne synger sangerne om hellighet. The warrior God will release a shout against his enemies. Så vil krigerne få løse et, krigens Gud få løse et rom mot fienden. So I want to call forward, you're one of them, this young lady here. Mm. You are called as a songbird. Mm. To sing of the beauty of God. Oh. 
And the Lord told me tonight, I want to release the songbirds. Hey. I want to set the songbirds free from the cages. Hey. And I want to release the songbirds in Norway. Hey. To sing the songs of the beauty of Jesus. Hey. If you know that's you, I want you to come down right now to the front. You're called as a singer. Of the songs of beautiful holiness. The Lord is going to release an anointing to encounter and sing of the beauty of God. Come all the way to the front. Just behind you, I want to call forth those you're called to proclaim the beauty of God. First for yourself and then for others. Beloved, the greatest thing a man, the man, the most important thing a man can believe, is what he believes about God. And the Lord is raising up the preachers of the knowledge of God. I want to commission the singers and I want to commission the preachers tonight. I will and then I want to pray for anyone in the room. And you're saying, I need the revelation of God that Esther got about the king. I have believed the lies for too long. I'm a queen called to the inner court. But I believed a lie that the king does not desire my beauty. And the Lord wants to set you free from that lie tonight. And many of those who are singers, you are in that category right now. As the Lord breaks in with revelation, He's going to set your voice free to sing. Holy Spirit, come right now. Release your glory on, on the singers. Release your glory on the preachers. Break in with light and break in with power. Come in, release the God. Release the songbirds in Norway with power. Open their mouths. Open their mouths. Release the revelation of Jesus. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Awaken. Awaken us in Jesus. Release enjoyable prayer. Enjoyable worship throughout us. In the Norwegian language, songs of beautiful holiness. Songs of the beauty of God. Release the spirit of David in Norway. The spirit of the sweet psalmist of Israel. Come. 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 Come.